0: This is AutoLine Extra, available exclusively on the Internet. Here again is John McElroy.
1: Welcome back to this AutoLine Extra, only available on the web.
0: And talking with me right now is Daniel Weiss from the Center for American Progress, Fred Smith from the Competitive Enterprise Institute, and Ron Kogan with Clean Car Journal. And Ron, as we ended up the the broadcast version of the show, we were talking about clean diesel. Pick up the, the, the argument there. Why are we not getting more diesels in the American market? We've seen Europe go almost 50% diesel.
1: Well, it's not because uh, we don't have some of the product here. Uh, we don't have it like Europe, but we've got some great product here from uh, major automakers, particularly um, Volkswagen, Audi, BMW, um, Mercedes-Benz. We, we should be looking more at diesel because it gets much higher fuel efficiency, lower greenhouse gas emissions. Like, come on, if we're looking to decrease uh, global uh, warming emissions, here's one way to do it without any sacrifice whatsoever. Lots of power in diesel. Higher fuel efficiency. There's a capital
0: cost difference. Uh, But it's not like
1: a hybrid. It's not that, no. The uh,
0: the other challenge with diesel though, is it's still made from petroleum. And not only are we importing two-thirds of our oil from overseas, but one-fifth of the oil that we get come from countries that are on the dangerous or unstable list kept by the State Department. And that doesn't include Venezuela. That is a national security (laughs) imperative to reduce the amount of imports from these countries.
1: Let me add add something. This is really good perspective and it's enlightening, if one-third of the cars, of the vehicles on the road today were clean diesel in the U.S., we would decrease our use of petroleum-based fuels by 23 billion gallons per year, 23 billion gallons. How, how far does that go toward energy security? It's a it's a big deal. Well, and and let's get I back can't to do point. the math. That quickly because I did crazy. the math. I checked it five times. <laughs> no, because times. it's forty-two uh, gallons ba- to the barrel. So right. how many
0: barrels a day is that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, math it was is something not for Donovan. Like yeah, right. You're right, friend. Math <laughs> is not for well, let's get, let's get back In a way. But okay, look. Whatever we say about this energy security, Canada is not exactly a country. We've got a three thousand. We're happy border. to deal with the Canadians yeah, and we do more trade Canada has a massive tar sands potential that is ideally suited for diesel and other things. Not. Gas, no, we don't have this. We don't know here because we still have a policy of energy policy not to be developed in America, which means don't we don't silly. know... Don't be silly. We lifted the moratorium on offshore oil and gas drilling in 2008. The Secretary of Interior is going to be coming out with his drilling plan any day now? Any day so. now. That's the end of the thing. The pre- the He's only in office for the a the year. Sec- a the Secretary of Interior already withdrew natural gas leasing in Colorado. Basically, the policy is we're all in favor of it tomorrow, but not today. And I think the challenge is we need an energy policy that allows the creative energies of America. We invented the offshore industry. And where is it happening off of cuba not off of florida it's happening off of the coast of india and all throughout the world but in america outside of the western gulf of mexico it's a no drill where up. two-thirds of the leases still have yet to be developed we've already got lots of a- acreage and lots of oil in the gulf of mexico that's already open for development oil companies are from louisiana the Okay, let's, let's I wrote, talk was, about how we
1: best use the, the resources we let's have now in the short diesel. term as we're going to the goal we all want. Yeah. We're, we're not so different in what we want. Yeah. Um, we all agree you know, goals. We, is you we have, we're, yeah. let's use the petroleum that we have here now in the vehicles that, that we have here now the best way we can in the short term as we transition to biofuels to electric drive to whatever it is we're going to end up with let's use it most efficiently if diesel clean diesel meets fifty state emissions uh, standards and it gets thirty percent on average better fuel efficiency and by the way the the green car of the year for 2010 the Audi gets fifty percent better fuel efficiency as a diesel than its own gasoline counterpart these are important distinctions we should use these vehicles. And
0: remember the way we've done several other things when when new entry auto companies, Hyundai and others, come on the market, what my they do? a Hyundai. Dealer. No, no, I mean it's a wonderful car. But what they had to do initially, because they were new, they were novel, they were riskier to pay. They basically put in really good guarantees, warranties, and so on. The diesel guys, have, as you know, have a have a. Have a barrier to overcome because the first generation of diesels, the compromise between air pollution standards and affordability, didn't work very well, and it created a bad image in America. We've got to overcome that. I think the diesel industry ought to really think. Is about there a market? Clever, barrier to clever incentive structure.
1: No, it isn't a market barrier. It's 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 an education barrier. It's an outreach barrier. Well, it's a, also it's cost a risk compliance.
0: Factor. It's a very expensive emissions control system yeah, that
1: yeah, adds yeah. about four thousand yeah. dollars to the cost. Well, that's one of
0: the things. Work. There is. A, it's, we were talking uh, aside here. It was. It's not that they're not affordable. A lot of people love them because if you're going to keep your car forever and they last damn near forever, then a diesel can be a wonderful thing. But there is a capital cost, part of it environmental, part of it you're dealing a much heavier duty engine because it's got to withstand more pressure.
1: But the, the incremental cost is not always four thousand dollars. The right Audi, right I, right I don't believe it. It's so more, more like twelve thousand. Regular fuel economy. Well,
0: they're, they're, the manufacturers are eating a huge amount of cost. As well right. a,
1: as are automakers in general as they bring in more advanced technologies. That's right. But but the, the important thing is to get in mass market vehicles, vehicles made in huge numbers, because then the cost can come down. Well, we're going to see mass market vehicles that are. The and and is how on, you get on, on that point, we're going to have to wrap it up. <laughs> we are out of time. But again, thank you thank so you. much for joining me, me here, about that. and thank you for having tuned in on the web. Dan, thanks a lot. Thank you.